0: What's up guys, welcome to Instagram Marketing Secrets episode 100. This is unreal to get here. I mean, I I know it was only a matter of time, but when you start a podcast, you really don't know how long it's going to go or how well it's going to do or anything like that. I just want to say how thankful I am to those of you who have uh, even been listening just for a few episodes or if you're brand new, thank you so much for tuning in. There is a hundred episodes of gold on Instagram marketing about to be laid out once I get done with this one and they're all free and I hope you listen to them not only once, but multiple times, and I hope they bring your business success. Thank you so much to those of you who have listened to every single episode. If you have listened to every single episode, I'd like to personally thank you, so please uh, DM me at IGM Secrets and let me know if you have, but guys, on today's episode, this is going to be fun. It's going to be a fun episode, and Uh, What I had to realize probably around episode 50 or so with my delivery on the podcast is that when I'm doing a podcast, I kind of was delivering as if I was talking to a ton of different people at one time. And I am, but in reality, right now, it's just you and I that are here. You may be driving and it's just you and I, or maybe you got a car full of people, or maybe you're at home and there's a very solid chance that you're listening to it by yourself. You probably are. And once I realized that it was better for me to do my podcast just talking me to you, um, I started doing better and it was a little bit easier to to deliver without being like, hey guys, everyone, like if I was doing a public speech, it's a little bit different, right? Um, but why I bring that up is because I am going to have a couple drinks while I record this episode. By a couple drinks, I just mean like multiple drinks poured into one cup, it's just like a triple basically, um, and I'm doing it because I just want this to be a relaxed episode and if during this episode, we're going to be talking about some real shit, we're going to be talking Talking about uh, how to really be an entrepreneur. It's not going to be Instagram focused today, but I'm going to let you in a little bit more about my life and uh, where I am personally at in my entrepreneur journey and uh, some stuff I wish I would have known. I will tell you now, it's going to be a more explicit episode. Just naturally, it's episode 100, and it's uh, and I'm really proud of myself for getting here. But I'm also wanting to just have fun with you guys and uh, let you get to know me more. So if you want to grab a drink with me, great. If you're driving, you know, get a brown paper bag. But otherwise, what we're going to be learning about is why you're not a successful entrepreneur yet. And we're going to go over three major things. And I'm not going to do any ads on today's episode. But let's go ahead and turn the music off. There we go. All right. Now this is a little more intimate. So, guys, we're talking about three things today. And uh, I also want to let you know that at the end of this episode, I'm going to be running a giveaway four coaching calls with me for free to three lucky winners so stay tuned to the end of the episode you can even just see in the description now how you can enter for that but um, as my way of giving back to you guys for listening I'm going to be choosing three people to get free one-on-one coaching calls I say they're an hour but they always last an hour and a half because I just love working on your business with you and it always uh, is a fun conversation so it pretty much always goes long I'm done saying it's an hour now it's it's Pretty much, and it's like always an hour and a half. So yeah, three of you are going to be winning that for free. Just uh, details to enter in the description. So the first thing we need to talk about of what you need to be an entrepreneur, and it's going to sound like a cliche tip at first, but bear with me here. Let me dive into it. You have to be willing to embrace hard things. Not even just willing to embrace hard things. Is that that's all you want to do like you don't even like things that are easy because entrepreneurship is the hard road uh, a lot of people try to spell it out like it's easy and it might be easier once you get it automated no it's not no no it's not it's it's always the harder road guys it is difficult all right there are few things in entrepreneurship that are get rich quick and sustainable. Uh, There's probably like pretty much none that are get-rich-quick and sustainable. There might be some get-rich-quick things which that in recent years, basically if you started selling on Amazon FBA 10 years ago, you're probably doing just fine. You could have put water bottles on there and literally did nothing to the listing and been totally fine. If you bought Bitcoin in 2017 at the beginning of the year or before yeah, you got rich. Well, it probably might have not even been quick, but you got rich freaking easily. But again, wasn't sustainable unless you pulled out and you're like really active at uh, trading now. Um, but for the most part, guys, entrepreneurship is saying that I'm going to solve one of the world's problems and they're going to pay me for it is how good I am at solving it. And that that's really all it is. At the end of the day, you are getting paid by the size of the problem that you can solve. And when you solve small problems, which are much easier to solve, or even you're solving a problem that other companies have already solved, you're just kind of like, oh, we'll do drop shipping. I'll offer the product as well. I'll just take some of the sales in that market. Uh, Then absolutely, you can make it happen. But it's just, it's not good for me to tell you that that's a good path to take. Because it's very unlikely that you're just going to find you know, that winning product that somehow had a blaring niche. A lot of people want to be entrepreneurs nowadays. And for that reason, because there's such an influx of people who are like, you know what, screw the 9 to 5, I want to live the laptop lifestyle. That means that you're naturally going to have like more competitors, but most of them suck, right? Most of them suck. Most of you listening right now probably suck. Hey, I kind of suck too. And that's fine, okay, because that it's hard. We're supposed to suck. You're supposed to suck for a while. And that's going to be like kind of a theme throughout the episode because it's just true. Um, if you are enduring a new entrepreneurial challenge or even a new job, like even if you take a new job, if you got a new job at McDonald's, let's say, you're probably not going to be really good at the job for, we'll say like two or three months. You're going to have a lot of learning curve. You're going to find out a lot of weird customer requests that you don't know where the button is on the cashier, and um, you're going to have a learning curve, and entrepreneurship is basically saying I want to have a two to four-year learning curve typically, like a hard learning curve um, of the first few years, and most people give up after about six months because they're not used to taking that long to be good at something. And that's just kind of how it goes, all right? It's just enduring it long enough. Like, I really like to look at entrepreneurship or just the choices we make in life are essentially like different mountains. And entrepreneurship is essentially looking at Mount Fuji or we're looking at, you know, Everest. And it's just like, that looks so difficult to climb. But I bet the view at the top is so much better than the other ones. And I might break my leg on the way there. I'm a lot more likely to get hypothermia on, you know, trying to scale Everest. I'm a lot more likely to break a leg. And a lot you're going to have much bigger problems when you try to take on Everest than if you try to take on like a small hike uh, in your area. And it's just a risk or reward thing is literally what it is. And it's the harder it is, the the riskier it is. And the higher the reward will be. And most people aren't able to just fathom that you want it to be hard, okay? So if you're someone who's like, whenever there's like an eight-mile hike with an amazing payoff, I take it, you probably have just some natural entrepreneur DNA in you in that, look, the same amount of time is going to pass. I'm going to eventually die anyways. Fuck it. Let's just do the hard path because I know... How much easier or how much cooler it's going to be if I can make it and it's going to be a cooler story. So I know what I'm talking about right now seems a little bit obvious, but I I need to bring it up because you're not doing it. Most people are not making choices like this in life. So let me uh, talk about the podcast for a second. So obviously, I'm doing episode 100 right now. How many people do you think start a podcast that make it to episode 100? Probably far less than like one out of a thousand, really, you know, probably even less than that. You know how many one episode podcasts there are? You don't because you don't hear about them. But if you go looking for them, like on Anchor especially, you're probably going to find a bunch of people who got an idea, who recorded a four minute podcast episode, and that was the last they did it. And how many people think to start a podcast and actually start it? It's even less of them. I have come out with at least one episode every single week since I started, and that is not easy. It is very difficult to come up with enough content and get it out every week by like Tuesday, Wednesday. I've pretty much come out with all of them on the Tuesday or Wednesday and uh, deliver, you know, 30 plus minute episodes that people actually give a shit about and uh, get it published, get it edited and make it happen every single week without fail and there's a couple weeks where I almost didn't do it but I knew that was really important to me and if I needed to stay up really late to make it happen, I did because it didn't matter that was difficult I wanted to have that accomplishment under my belt and here I am not feeling the fatigue of all of those little moments that I almost didn't publish an episode Right, like those nights where I'm like, oh, it's so late. I don't want to edit. Like if I if I can just wait a few more days or you know what, maybe I'll just like skip an episode this week and I'll come out with this one next week. Like it's so, that, that thought ran through my mind so many times because it would have been so much easier. But then I'd be letting you guys down because I know a lot of you do wait like for the new episode every week and I'd be letting myself down most importantly because I, otherwise I would have just had to say, I've come out. With an episode every single week except for one. And I don't wanna say that. So embrace that it's hard because the reason why it's so important on an entrepreneurial level, why you embrace things that are hard is because that's the only way that you can protect your business. When you do easy business opportunities, even if it works at the beginning, the reason why it's not sustainable is because if it's easy, then the market floods that opportunity and then it's no longer easy. When you do hard things like course creation, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, if you've ever thought of like making digital courses, it's very difficult um, comp- with the amount of work you have to do as well as – like. Uh, You know, following up with students after they're like already in your program and making sure they get success and fine tuning your program. And the marketing of it is much harder than selling water bottles, right? Like it's just so much more marketing uh, to be able to sell people on thousands of dollars worth of just investing in their education uh, with you. And um, that's largely why I got into the market, honestly. I knew it would be freaking hard and I wanted to protect myself because my business opportunity before that was amazon fba and i still do it um but we came out with a product that was just crushing it at the beginning it crushed it for like i don't know seven months and then it was okay and then it had some like spurts of being like good again like you know during quarter four and um it's uh but because it's not hard to buy products from China and send them to Amazon. When we got in, not a lot of people were in it. Seven months later, a lot of people were in it. And that is what made me realize that being okay choosing the hard road is not just about, oh, you're going to grow in the process. It's about when you can do the hard thing, you you get rid of so much competition immediately like the barrier to entry is so much higher that so few people are going to um go into that niche and that's really how you find these these niches that are hard to uh dominate and own is the ones that people are likely not doing right like that's why like in the Amazon FBA after a few years people are like hey no one wants to buy the expensive uh over you know, oversized products. Um, And for that reason, there's a big market for like, if you buy like giant stuffed teddy bears, like why don't let's go ahead and do that because the no one's buying them like, you know, like things like that emerge, like the next level of difficulty emerges after the initial gold rush has happened. And it's very hard. Like I'm all about like hitting the gold rush when you can. Um, But for the most part, most of you probably heard about Bitcoin when it was too late, like I did, right? It was like, It it peaked like 2017 December. I'm like, all right, I'm buying some, and then it just crashed right after. I was like, damn it! I turned like a thousand bucks into like 150 like real quick, and um, and it's because I had missed the gold rush, and I was like, ooh, easy opportunity, and easy opportunities just usually don't work out. If you can be the one to discover the easy opportunity, great. But the thing is, is if you were looking at Bitcoin in 2016 when you don't know that it's going to boom then you don't know, all right? Like in hindsight, it's always 2020. We can be like, oh, I should have bought Bitcoin, of course. Of course you should have bought Bitcoin in 2015, 2016. But you probably heard about it and you didn't for some reason. It's because it's very hard to know what truly is one of those like easy money makers. But if you pursue those, like if you're just kind of always looking for them and ready, you'll probably find some in your life. Um, But really the only way to protect yourself fully is to do something hard that other people are not willing to do, which is just entrepreneurship in general, okay? Don't let anyone tell you it's easy. And if you go into it thinking it's easy, you're gonna get three months in and be like, I thought this was gonna be easier than this. And you're gonna quit. But if you go into it thinking it's hard, it's probably going to be a little bit easier than you were thinking, all right? So go into it with the opportunity or, uh, excuse me, the mindset of, I don't, ma- I don't mind if this is hard, but I'm going to be in it to win it. Let me get a drink and we will continue. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? cheers if you got one so the next thing that you need is the ability to laugh at your failures failure is inevitable and i don't even like to use that word like i need to find a different word because like failure it doesn't when we talk about it it sounds so bad like it sounds so terrible like oh i bought this product and then it didn't sell and i failed like it's just then, then I um, recouped. I, I basically liquidated my inventory at the cheapest cost and reinvested in something else, and that was a success. Like that's how it looks. Like failure never looks like failure when you follow it up with a success. If you let the failure be the thing that rules you out, is the only time that you'll feel like failure because you quit on a fail. You want to quit while you're ahead, really. Like, and even then, you're probably not going to quit if you're ahead in entrepreneurship. But the only time that people feel like a failure is when they quit when they fail. And you quit when you fail when you have the wrong mindset about it. And this is something that I've been really good about because I I just fail so fucking much. <laughs> um and it's so funny to me. Okay? It's so funny when shit goes wrong. So let, let let me just like give you guys a little bit insight. Like this last month, like three terrible things happened to me in the last month. Um, I I won't say terrible because they weren't like deaths or whatever, but um, just to sum it up in like the quickest way possible – uh, my cat ate an Advil or I'm like pretty sure she did. I had to like go get her stomach pumped and all this shit just based off of like a hunch that she did because you have to like treat it immediately. That was a couple grand and that happened at like 1230 at night and she was there for like a couple days and, you know, it's a pain in the ass. The second thing that happened is I had an Airbnb guest come because, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, how can I make more money? And I'm like, I got a spare room. Just fucking turn it into Airbnb. Why not turn that on? Some ex-convict booked the room under a different name than their real name and then uh, brought their uh, the, their boyfriend and uh, basically had to deal with a domestic violence charge that happened uh, from my Airbnb guests while they were staying at my house and had cops over and all that stuff uh, just to make like 40 bucks for the night that they were staying there. Because I'm like, yeah, might as well monetize this room and yeah, domestic violence with my Airbnb guests don't like it. Third thing that happened was, okay, here's another thing. So like I'm like working just from home and I have, I have like a pretty good car, like pretty nice car uh, because I was a drive everywhere salesman. So I like invested in like a, a nice car because I was just in it all the time and I've just been like at my laptop for weeks and like barely driving my car except for like small trips and then I heard of this service, like my buddy's doing this thing called Turo, it's T-U-R-O. Where you just like rent out your car he's got like a Tesla and he's like, yeah, if I'm not working I can make like eighty bucks renting that thing out in a day or whatever, and it's like fully insured I'm like, all right, whatever so I rented it out and like after a few people of renting it out, someone totaled it uh like two days ago like they pulled up with it and it's just fucked up like they just uh like I'm that car it's like it can drive, but um yeah it's like messed up and all of that was so funny to me okay because it's not just about entrepreneurship it's like everything in your life if you can get good at just finding the funniness in all of this cuz all i wanted dude i'm i'm an extrovert i'm like awesome story 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 now i got stories galore like right now when i hang out with people i got stories galore right now and i make their problems seem small And guess what? They're crying about their problems, and I'm laughing at mine because to think that these problems are, oh my God, the universe is only doing this to me and not everyone else, is just being unaware that everyone is going through shit all the time. Everyone has shit being handed them all the time. And what you might not see on social media is that shit. And you just need to know that everyone's going through it In some capacity. And it's good that we all appreciate that each other are going through it. And help each other through it. Um, But at the same time, we also want to know that our pain is usually not special. And um, it's hard to help other people out if that's important to you. When you are stuck on your own pain. And uh, the easiest way to just get over these failures or this shit that happens in life. Is to just be like, this is kind of funny. Like, Like, this is kind of funny that... Like, we had an Airbnb guest to try it out, and like, domestic violence. Like, yeah, that that's not funny, but it's just, like, kind of, like, crazy. Like, yeah, we tried to monetize the room, and I don't think we're going to do it anymore. Then I tried to monetize my car and make an extra, you know, 50 to 80 bucks a day just while I'm sitting here on my laptop. I'm like, cool, that will cover some of my ad spend. I'm not driving it. Pfft, car wreck. Cat. I might as well get one. Pfft, fucking 2, 2K at the the vet within, like, a month of getting her, you know? It's just, like, we're all going to die someday. So it's just kind of funny, right? Like, it's just kind of funny when you think about it. Like, because, like, all that shit could happen in a movie. And if the characters are Jim Carrey and, uh, you know like, Will Ferrell, it's probably going to be a hilarious movie. But if the characters are, like, the chick from Twilight and... The guy from Twilight, (laughs) you know, it's basically like Twilight characters, they're going to fucking be like, my life sucks, you know? And it's just like, this shit's happening to you. Are you living in a comedy movie or are you living in a drama? And it's all about your mindset because the same amount of shit is usually happening in both scenarios. When you watch a comedy movie, they go through the same amount of shit as the people in these dramatic movies. And all the difference is, is how they are responding to it. So it's kind of a weird thing, but I kind of like to think like on my deathbed, how will I look at this situation? And it's usually like, that'll be funny. You know, like when I'm at a retirement home or just old and like just chilling, you're going to be left with your thoughts and your memories. And I don't want to look back and just have all of these. And then I could have pursued this risk, but I chose not to. So that I could be safe. And now I have no memory from it. Like it's just I've always chosen the hard thing because the failure is funny to me. And the other side of when you actually do get successful because it does happen, of course, like inevitably, if you always choose the hard path, it will pay off at some point and like event and it will just get more and more consistent that paying off for you because you're used to just pursuing the hard path and obviously that's going to lead to more mental toughness and way more skills always choosing the tougher path Um, but if you can't laugh at your failures then it's going to be really hard that every time you fail it's a dramatic experience and that's when quitting happens So, just know, like, I I don't know, like, every time I launch, like, a new course or a new webinar, it's just, like, fingers crossed. If this works, awesome. If it doesn't, it's going to suck for a second. It's also going to be funny because I'm going to be like, oh, my God, I know what I did wrong, and then I'm going to fix it, and 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 I never even thought about quitting because I'm trying to hike Mount Everest, and the only way to get there is going up. And I'm not looking back down at the foothills thinking, how well, how long would it take me to just go back right now? How how much would I be losing? I've already gotten so high on the mountain, I could just call it quits now. Most people have those thoughts. Um, I've been blessed to whatever part of DNA that I have that, help me out with entrepreneurship is that I don't I don't even fuck around with those thoughts at all. I don't even think about oh well what if I just quit and then you know this would be my excuse to people when I talk about it. Like I just haven't thought of that. And I encourage you to get that same kind of thing, um, that same kind of mindset, but you will have to adapt all three of the things that I'm talking about in today's episode. Which brings me to my third point. Let's get another drink. If you got a cup on you, cheers. And um, the third point is you have to have patience because it's so, like when you get a business idea too, it's so annoying to not be able to just do it instantly, right? Like when I have an idea for like, oh my God, I want to do this ad and then like I could have a webinar on this, like I know I'm like six weeks away from having the webinar done and like the emails done and the funnel done and the... That marketing and the ads and the retargeting ads to have like all of that done and ready to like launch a new program takes a long time, like at least six weeks. Like if I'm building a new program too, it's going to be more like a couple months. And in business, when you're an entrepreneur, you're going to have a lot of epiphanies. Okay. Being an entrepreneur basically means that you're just someone who has epiphanies all day. And I fucking love that. Okay. And a lot of, and like all of them have, merit to the idea not all of them turn out being a good idea and you'll realize why later if you act on them and figure it out yourself but there's so many you just have good ideas all the time whether they end up being good or not it doesn't matter you're just like oh my god like like all day like this is like what i feel like entrepreneurship is is i just like literally have epiphanies all day (laughs) and um and then i'm like oh my god i'm gonna act on it but It takes time to act on it and it takes persistent doing it every day and it takes knowing that it won't be done in the day, but I'm going to do it the right way and I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do my to-do list and then I'm going to enjoy myself during the process and then tomorrow I'm going to wake up and do the same thing. And that's also, if I was going to have a fourth point, it's the ability to enjoy yourself during the process because while you're doing hard things, while you are failing and while you are being patient, you you have to be happy. I'm gonna I'm gonna add this as a fourth section. fuck it, I'm gonna add it right now, okay? Well, we're gonna talk about it in a second, but like enjoying the process is is the fourth thing because otherwise it just seems like why do it just for money? you know? Because it's like you won't care about money that much once you start making a lot of it or like you know even a decent amount you'll love it and it'll be so nice. Like if you're in if you're financially strapped and you're like trying to get out of debt and stuff like that, yes, it's very necessary. But, you know, there's like that stat and I don't know how much I buy into it, but like I think there's some merit to it of like you know, at, happiness is capped at like 70 grand a year or something like that. And maybe who knows about the number, but either way I do believe that stat is true because there is a point where you just like have more money than um then you could spend like if you're like a real top entrepreneur making like a million a month, which I'm not at that level. Um, But, you know, I I could imagine that it's just it's not about the money at that point anymore, right? So knowing that, like if you do entrepreneurship to pursue money, you're going to be chasing a rainbow with no pot of gold at the end, even though (laughs) I guess there will be ironically in the form of money Uh, But it won't be what you truly were chasing. Uh, You need to have some other things that you're chasing in the process apart from just trying to be rich. Otherwise, yeah, you're just going to be disappointed in the end. Um, But uh, back to just talking about patience, uh, there's a Jim Rohn quote that he says, never worry about the time it takes to do something. The time is going to pass either way. Hey, Bar & Grill fans, it's Jim with Madhouse Bar Talk, where me and my co-hosts sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar & Grill in Elyria, Ohio. The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, and unedited. Anywhere where you stream podcasts, just remember, Madhouse Bar Talks, baby! And like I said, guys, it usually takes a couple years to be a significant entrepreneur. I won't even say successful. I mean like significant in any, in any form. You usually have to stick with it for a couple years. Like the first year, you're probably, the first year you're going to think you know what you're doing and then you're going to suck. The second year, you're going to know, maybe I don't know that much of what I'm doing and then you're going to be a little bit better. The third year, you're going to be like, man, I really don't know what I'm doing. And then you're going to do a little bit better though because the more you know, the more you realize you don't know and only brand new entrepreneurs think they don't have that much to learn. Um, But as you go and as you start learning stuff, you realize, oh my God, this is going to be an ongoing learning process. It is truly an ongoing learning process. I consistently watch more YouTube videos, read more books. I read about a chapter a day, like pretty much every day. And I've been cranking through a bunch of books. Um, And they're so necessary. They're so necessary. It's like one of the best investments you can make is like this $13 book that could change your life. Um, but, you know, I buy, I buy a lot of courses as well because once you've bought some courses, you realize – oh shit, their paid information is way better and uh, because otherwise they wouldn't have a business, right? Um, And uh, yeah, so I invest a lot in my education and I'm just constantly growing and it's because I have a long-term vision. When people are like really scared to like invest in like coaching, and and I know I'm a coach so people think I'm like biased when I'm saying this. Like, please, I don't give a shit if you want like me as your coach, just like, just getting a coach in general I'm talking about is that if you had a eight-year vision, you would never be worried about buying a $1,000 course. You'd be like, I'm going to be in entrepreneurship for eight years. The only people who are like, I don't know about buying a $1,000 course is, well, I don't even know if I'm going to be an entrepreneur in a year. Like that's the thought that is going in the back of your mind. Am I right? Yes, I am. Because otherwise, it's a no-brainer to invest in your education when you have a long-term vision. But if you are missing that, so that that's what I know. When people don't want to invest in like my programs – or they talk about coaching in ways like, is it even worth it? I know that all they're really saying is, does entrepreneurship even work? <laughs> like, I, I, what if I, what if I stick with it and it doesn't work? What if I invest in my education and it doesn't work? But when you have this, like, yeah, I'm in it till I win it, no matter what mentality, then you're like, I better, you know, buy or at least spend as much of my time as I can investing in my education and uh, getting there. So, The patience is so necessary, guys, and that's something I have to keep reminding myself of because uh, for me, I really am a new online entrepreneur on the grand scale of things. I've been one for about two and a half years uh, actively, and then before that, I was researching online entrepreneurship for... six months to a year I was listening to like podcasts on it so I could kind of figure out what's which business model I wanted to do and maybe some of you are in that same position right now where you're just thinking of like all right affiliate marketing drop shipping I don't I don't know what I want to do course selling like you're trying to figure it out and and every single entrepreneur goes through that and mine was like six months to 12 to 12 months like just trying to figure out what I wanted to do Um, and then I've been an online entrepreneur for two and a half years before that I was in direct sales for seven and a half years and when I remind myself you're only like an online entrepreneur for two and a half years I'm like where was I in direct sales after two and a half years oh my god I wasn't even good yet like I thought I was good but seven year me looking back at two and a half year me was not good at all like he didn't know what the fuck he was doing at all compared to seven year me so when I look at like two and a half year me now I've already gone through like the entrepreneur journey, if you will, through this other opportunity because even though it was sales, it was, we were all independent contractors and we all just, Work when you want to. Do appointments when you want to. Make phone calls when you want to. If you want to do zero appointments for the week and make zero dollars, you can. If you want to do twenty appointments and make however much you can, it was just it it was my own business. It just wasn't my own product, and that really was the only difference between what I'm doing now versus uh, then. Um, apart from like some Facebook ad restrictions and stuff like that that the company had before, um, but otherwise the main difference was just that. Now I'm selling my own product and doing my own shipping and shit like that and the infrastructure and the hiring. Okay, there's a lot different. Um, but yeah, so that opportunity before, like I said, after two and a half years of like doing it every day, doing appointments, going to conferences, listening to talks, getting better, I still wasn't anywhere near where I was at seven years. And if I stuck with it for another, Ten years, like a lot of people do. Year seventeen, I'd be looking back at year seven, like, oh man, I didn't even know what I was doing at all. So it's just, it's just okay. Just know that if you've been doing it for like a year or less, you're not supposed to be good at all. You're supposed to be good at a few things by now, okay? And you're gonna play off of those. But to be good at everything and to just have your business crushing it overall. Would be amazing if, if you are. Like you're kind of a prodigy in a way in a way if you're like crushing it after a year. Otherwise, know that you're not supposed to be there yet. And the reason why I say that is because all entrepreneurship is about is getting rid of your th- quitting thoughts, okay? It is truly the embodiment of the expression never give up. And everyone gets that saying. They get why it's important but few people live by it and that's why it's it's annoying when i hear people say that and i'm like you don't even know what that means though because you haven't gone through an experience where like you're not giving up until the, like the last second and like then hit your goal like last minute like i've had like a lot of stories like this company was uh, i was so blessed to get from this company that i was with because when you're in sales and they have all these sales contests you have a lot of moments of failure and success And when you put yourself in position to be either a failure or successful rather than just kind of moving along in life, then that's where you truly start to learn and that's where you truly start to develop confidence because then you actually have things that you can say about yourself. Oh yeah, one time I did $10,000 in sales in two weeks. Like if someone was introducing you to a stage for public speaking and they say, give me some credentials on you, what would you say? If you don't have an answer to that, I would start, working on things in your life and putting yourself in positions to accomplish things. Like go do a 14er. I'm going to do a 14er um, in like two two months and I'll probably get my ass kicked. I don't care. I'm just like, I just, I'm going to fucking put that on my belt, okay? I'm going to put that as something that I have as an accomplishment in my life. And you want to add those up in life so that you can, uh, it, it's easier for you You know, in entrepreneurship to establish credibility a lot quicker when you have these quantitative results where I've done this before and this, I've helped hundreds of people do this. You want to, you know, think if you were getting announced to stage and they said, give me some credentials, what would you say? And if you don't have those, just start racking them up, okay? Just start rounding them up. And that comes with being patient throughout the process. Because like even that example that I just said right there, like, oh, I did $10,000 in sales in two weeks. You know how many times I had to fail at that before I finally did that with my sales job? It took me like two and a half years, okay? (laughs) And I'm at like two and a half years right now in online entrepreneurship. And I would say that I'm farther ahead two and a half years into online entrepreneurship compared to other online entrepreneurs than I was two and a half years into sales than I was to other ones, even though I was still like, you know, 1% percentile in that business. And that's just how I do my shit, okay? Whatever put you put me in, I'm going to strive to be the best until I am. And maybe not number one, but I just mean like in the top 10%, 1%, that's just gonna naturally happen because my work ethic and my ability to not quit is going to beat out talented people with shitty mindset every single time. Like they could easily beat me if, all they did was stuck with it. You could easily do whatever the fuck you want if all you did was stuck with it until you got there and just knew that quitting was not an option at all. So um, the whole point of this episode, guys, is just to be like entrepreneurship is hard. And through years of doing it, I've arrived at the same conclusion over and over and over. However, the one reason why I'm here is because I love that it's hard. Every time I fail, I laugh, and I am patient throughout the process because I've already, like I said, already kind of been through an entrepreneur journey on my own, and I know what doing something for seven years versus two years feels like and when i remind myself of where i'm at and where i'm going and like look at me now compared to last year and then look at that person compared to the year before that it's always just such a strong reminder to me that you are so much better than you were last year so why do you think why do you think you're failing even if you're not where you want to be are you better than where you were last week are you better than the last month are you better than last year The answer to all those is probably yes. I'm sure it is yes to last year, but the work ethic, when you have strong work ethic, you'll be able to say, yeah, I'm better than I am now than last week. Like there's certain business opportunities that if someone asked me about right now, I'd be like, ask me in like two months. You know, like I'm like, I'm about to do that hardcore. If you ask me in two months, I'm gonna have some great answers for you because I am working all the time. I am striving for my goals all the time, reading all the time, learning all the time and just doing focusing on the daily actions but having that patience of knowing that it's not going to happen today and i'm going to have to show up tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day but when you look at all these cases like even the guy that i coach with guys um dan henry if, if you guys have been following me for a while you've probably heard that but dan henry very successful entrepreneur. Yeah, done over $10 million of online course sales. And he he's owned a software company. He's done e-commerce. He's done like everything. And I'm personally 20, I'm currently 29 right now. And when he was 29, he was selling water bottles on the side of the road for a dollar trying to make extra money to make ends meet. And it's just knowing there's so many people. And like, so now it's been like four years since then. So it's like, oh shit, like he is the product of what being an entrepreneur for four years is. Oh, Now he's he's done it more, Um, it's probably more like six or seven years. And when he was 29, which is the age I am, he was selling water bottles. So why am I thinking I'm a failure if I'm not crushing it after two and a half years? If I'm not getting you know, 30,000 plays on every podcast episode and, you know, I'm getting more like two or 3,000 plays. But if I wasn't getting 30, like what? why would I think I'm unsuccessful just because it didn't line up with like where I thought I would be. People love, like the it's the lazy brain in you that likes to say, if I can make you believe that you're bad at something, then we get to quit. How about that? The lazy brain in you likes to say, oh my God, if I can convince the rest of the brain that we're bad at something and we should have never started this and I don't know why we thought we'd be successful and and all of that, then guess what? We get to quit today. We get to watch movies right now. We get to play video games after that. We're going to fucking light up a blunt. We're going to day drink. Okay, I'm day drinking, but uh I'm doing a podcast and it's and it's appropriate. Um but you know, I I mean like get out of hand with it, okay? And it's just the there's a lazy brain in you that will try to convince you that it is the logical part of your brain and that you need to chill out, you can't do it, you are a failure. Why did you think you could do it? No one in your family can do it. You don't have the genes to do it you weren't born as a salesman, you don't have marketing experience, you don't know how to do computers well, you're not good with sending, sending emails, blah, 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 excuse, excuse, excuse. And um, yeah guys, Oh shit! I'm gonna add a fourth part. I mean, a fifth part. All right, guys, let's let's keep going. Fourth part is enjoying the process. I thoroughly enjoy the whole thing. Okay, I thoroughly enjoy the whole process. Um, let me let me give you just a little more insight into me. So basically, uh, a few months ago, I was looking for another way to to make some extra money. I had bought bought a house um a few years ago, and I was uh you know just paying my mortgage and living there. And then the opportunity came around to move in with some friends and pay rent there. And then I could rent out my old house. And I took that opportunity and moved into this house because the the guy who bought it somehow found some amazing steel. And there's a ping pong table. There's a hot tub that's indoors. There's a pool table that's indoors. And there's an indoor gym in this house that I'm living in right now. Like truly blessed. And, and I'm just like renting here. Um, but he, he bought the house and it's like just one of my good buddies and I got to like move in and, uh, I'm like working hard and doing all this shit. And I kind of have this moment, like, I don't know if you've ever heard, uh, this, the story of the fisherman where if I'm going to sum it up in the, as few words possible, like the, this, there's this fisherman that is living on this island and it is totally secluded no like hospitals around, none of that other stuff. And he just fishes all day, comes home, plays guitar, hangs out with his family. And this Harvard businessman is taking a vacation there and he's talking to him and he's saying, well, why don't you open up a fish shop? Why don't you then, you know, do this? Then you do this, then you do this, and you can expand and you can move to New York and you can do this and you can do all this stuff and you can run this successful business. And the fisherman keeps asking, okay, and then what? And then what? And then what? And then what? And eventually the story gets to a part where the, the Harvard businessman is like, you know, and then you can, uh, like I was saying, like move to New York and expand the business. And then you can do an IPO and do an initial public offering and, you know, have your stock be uh, available to the public and you can generate all this money there. And then he says, and then what? And he says, well, then you can move to a small coastal fishing village and retire. And he's already in that position right now. He's already living there with just less Less money and a lot less work on the way, and I kind of had that m- same moment when I was just, like just chilling out my house, working out. And I'm like, I need to be successful, and I was like, why? Or I-, I need this to work. I need this to work, and it's like, well, then I can, you know, have a home gym. <laughs> then I can have an indoor hot. Like I'm like, you are so blessed where you are, and and it's about that. Okay, it's not. It's it's even if you don't have an indoor hot tub, it doesn't matter. Like you have blessings and you have things to be grateful for now, and if you can realize those. That's very necessary to do along the journey because otherwise you're going to think that it's, it's it's the same as a hike. I always like going back to this hike. When you are halfway up Everest, is it a sweet view? Hell yeah. Okay, so realize that the journey is awesome too. Like, Get a visual of where you are right now. Look at yourself of where you used to be a year ago and realize how far you've come and know that you're still able to, to hang out with people in the evenings. You're still in touch with family. You're still playing video games when you want to. Maybe reading a book for fun, not just for learning. And do things that you want to do along the way because otherwise you're just going to lose sight of the whole reason that you're being an entrepreneur and it's just to achieve those things. And it's to achieve those things that a lot of you already have right now before you've even gotten there. So... Be grateful. Like practicing gratefulness, there's nothing that makes me get out of a negative mindset quicker than writing down three things that I'm grateful for. Or at least just saying it out loud. And I encourage you guys to do the same because it's really not frou-frou like guru bullshit. Oh, what are you grateful for? It's like your mind phys- it's like psychologically, your mind can't possibly be stressed out and grateful at the same time. So if you can be grateful by just focusing, like, all right, what's three things I'm grateful for and just say those, you generally are going to be like, cool, like, I'm good. Like, I have so many blessings, and you're on the way to a journey, but it's not to say that you can't have fun on the way there, and that's really the only way to keep your mindset right. When you're going through the struggles, it really relates to point number two that I was talking about of being able to laugh at your failures is is enjoying yourself through the process, okay? So I had said that I was going to add a fifth thing, but now I can't even remember what that fifth thing is, and it doesn't have to do with the alcohol. It just has to do with uh, it's been a few minutes, Uh, but I think you guys get my point here, all right? All entrepreneurship is is doing a difficult hike compared to A small one it's just doing a double black diamond instead of a green circle run when you go snowboarding or skiing it's just taking an ap class instead of a regular class because the the payoff is higher and it's more difficult so if you can't get your mind wrapped around the part of it's going to be difficult to come out with a hundred podcast episodes and not miss a single week Of putting one out. However, when I get to episode 100, it will be worth it. So I'm going to tell myself to shut the fuck up when it wants to chill out beforehand and not hit that goal because I'm embracing the hard road because I want to look at, I want to get to the top of that mountain. I want that mountain, not this small one. I know it takes twice the time to get there. I know it's twice as hard. I know I might break my leg in the process. I know there's way more problems that wait for me, but I'm going to choose that road. And if you don't want to choose that road, that's totally fine. Okay. And that's, that's the thing. It becomes, nowadays the culture has so much become like entrepreneurs versus salary workers and it's not that because like the world needs both of us really but when the battle is just for you realize you can do like you can do a salary job and i know there's like a lot of there's not all of them are nine to five nowadays you know some of them are like oh it's Monday through Thursday, eight to six. And then you get Fridays off. Like, Or you come and go as you please. Like, They're getting more lenient with it than just like keeping you there nine to five. But you got your fixed salary and your income is not based off of your performance. And that's really like, I hate, oh my God, I hate not getting paid off performance. I would so much rather do shit work and get paid zero dollars than get do shit work and get paid a couple hundred bucks. Fuck that. If I do shit work, don't pay me shit, okay? And that's why like, I've been in a commission job for eight years because if I do awesome work, you pay me awesome. And I want it that way. I fucking hate, oh my God, I would hate to make a set salary, okay? And, And if you're okay with it, that's awesome, okay? I'm just telling you, like this episode is a little bit about you guys getting to know me, is that even if I didn't want to be an entrepreneur, I have to because I hate being told when to show up somewhere. Can you shave your beard? Are you kidding me? Fuck you. You can pay me a million dollars a year. You're going to tell me a dress code? Fuck off. There's no way I'm caving any bit of my freedom for a steady paycheck. And that's really what entrepreneurship is, too, is just like, I don't care about a steady paycheck. I don't care about making zero dollars. I care about another person having any control over what I do with my life in any way at all. And I don't care about failing, because it's hilarious to me, but I do love having in the position where I'm, I am get to be creative, I get to invent what I want, I get to sell it for what I want, I get to every bit of success that comes from the company that I build is 100% attributed To me, I'm always fairly paid because even if I do shit work and make nothing, I was still fairly paid. And um, I, you know, you don't have to worry about being in a building where people are getting paid 20k more a year than you, and you feel like they're a shit worker, and you should have their job, and your boss is stupid, and they should promote you. Really, it is about what shit sandwich you want to eat in life because everyone goes through problems like you may have heard this analogy before like when you choose a job realize what shit sandwich you want to eat because like all of them have their crappy parts and all of them have their good parts and you want to look at you want to look at both right like all right what are the good parts with this job and then like what's the shittiest part because that's really the only way that you can stick with something for a couple years is if you can tolerate the shittiest part of it and for me Like this job that I almost took a couple years ago when I was like, maybe I won't be an entrepreneur. They were were telling me like I was gonna make probably like 130K the first year and like 250K the first year. It was 100% commission, but those are just what the average reps make. And when I heard, oh, the average rep makes 130, I'm like, cool, I'll make 170. Oh, the average rep makes 250 the second year? Cool, I'll make 280. I never hear average numbers as that's what I'll be. I'm like, I'll be the fucking person bringing up that average. Even if I don't end up being that person in the end, I'm going to attack it with that mentality, all right? People think I'm being cocky. I'm not. I'm telling you that is the mentality that you need to attack your goals. Stop feeling like, well, I don't want people to think I'm cocky. Fuck them, okay? They're not doing shit anyways. If people think you're being cocky, you're probably doing shit right. You are being more confident than them and that gap of confidence makes them think you're cocky. But for you to just simply say, oh, the average makes 150, I'm going to make 175 then, there's nothing cocky about that. That is literally ambition. That is motivation and ambition and goal setting. And to look down on that as, well, I don't. I want to be conservative with my numbers and with my mindset is just saying that I'm okay living an average life. And that's another, oh my God, I, I, I knew I would just go off on tangents on this episode, but that's just another thing there is like, fear of living an average life is one of the biggest things that makes people have to be an entrepreneur. And an average life is purely based off of what your definition is for it. But I know, you know, my, my parents are our salary workers and they always have been, and that's how they truly want it. And just knowing them, they would never want to be entrepreneurs. They would hate it. Oh my God, they would hate it. But at the same time, they you know have like lazy ass weekends most of the time. And I'm like, I hate that. So I'm not going to do that. Um, So being an entrepreneur, guys, if you're doing it because it's cool, you're probably not going to last. If you're doing it for the money, you're not going to last. If you're doing it for... I just hate to work for someone else, you're probably more likely to make it. Like it is part it's based off of like what you want, but it's also about what you don't want. And like when you have to be an entrepreneur is when you like hate what the alternative is. And then now you're in a position of cool. Well, I guess I'll do whatever it takes to be an entrepreneur. Um and I'll be patient through the process. I will laugh at my failures along the way because quitting is not an option. And I don't care if it's hard because Doing the, other, doing the easy thing is also not an option because it won't lead me to happiness. If entrepreneurship would make you happy, it's the path you should do. If entrepreneurship would, if you can be happy living the, you know, salary worker, like, more safe life, if you will, and, and who's to say it's, like, really more safe in the end because maybe you're like, I'm going to do have a safe job, but then I'm going to have, like, four kids, and I'm going to be more risky in that department, you know, like, It'd be hard to have multiple kids and be an entrepreneur. I get that. Like, like now I'm just being risky in every form of my life, and maybe you don't want to be risky in every single thing that you do. Um, But if it's in career, uh, you know, I I couldn't stand it right now. Like it's three twenty p.m. on a Wednesday. I couldn't stand it if I was working somewhere where it's like, oh, as soon as five o'clock hits, I'm out of here. Like I really wouldn't like that. Um, even though the alternative for me right now is I'm like it's three twenty and after this episode I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, and like at nine PM I'll stop working. Like it it's crazy because like entrepreneurs really do trade a 40 hour work week. They they hate the idea of a 40 hour work week, so they work eighty hour work weeks is like what it is for years. And even once you get successful, then you're like, All right, do you wanna be more successful or cash out now? And just the human nature usually makes you want more. So most entrepreneurs just keep going. They don't just like, cool, now I have an automated business and I retired or whatever. And that's why a lot of people who are like just trying to live that laptop lifestyle where they just make money and they just live on the beach don't usually last because they don't really have the work ethic that it takes uh, to be able to have that type of business and go through the amount of failures that it takes uh, to have that type of business. You're very likely not going to create that the first business venture that you do. Um, But whatever the first business venture you do is, even if it's a complete failure, you will know, man, if I didn't do that, there's no way I could have opened up my second business successfully. Okay, like when people say, "Oh yeah, ninety percent of businesses fail their first time." Do you hear that stat? And you're like, "Oh no," or are you like, "Cool, my goal is to be in the ten percent of people." And if I end up being in that ninety percent of people, then thirty percent of businesses make it their second time around. Like, there's some crazy stat like that. It's like, like this success rate is so much higher for the people who do it the second time. And like I just could never be on my deathbed like I failed and then I never tried again. Like I just couldn't do it. So it's it's just being in it until you win it. Like I've said a few times, like entrepreneurship is literally just saying I'm going to hike Mount Everest and I'm in it until I get to the top. No matter how many times I break my leg there and when I break my leg, I'm going to laugh because fuck it. We're all going to die someday anyways and it's just kind of funny. That's entrepreneurship in the eyes of Derek Vidal, at least, guys. I hope you've enjoyed it. I know I probably lost a lot of you uh, somewhere along the way because this is a very off-the-cuff episode where I'm just kind of ranting and doing my thing. Uh, But this was an episode that I wanted to let you guys get to know me a little bit more uh, because it's episode 100 now, and you should probably know a little bit more about me than just like my hashtag strategy And uh, I just want to thank you guys so much. And again, as a way of saying thank you, you can go to the description of this podcast episode. You can enter to win uh, one of three coaching calls that I'll be giving away for free. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be like this podcast episode, but as if you could talk the whole time. (laughs) Um, But we're only talking about whatever the hell you need in business. Like I had a student of mine that I talked to on the phone recently, and he's like, dude, that was like you made a podcast but just for me, and I could talk, and that's why I said that, I was like, yeah, it kind of is what it was, like it's as if we could actually talk, so um, can't wait to see who wins this, can't wait to see where your what your businesses are, and where we can take them, and just a, a few short hours of being on a call, I, I promise it's going to be a, a big game changer for you, no matter what your business is, there has not been a single call I've ever had that I've been, not been like, wow, I just fix that person's shit (laughs) so uh, i hope that it's uh you that i get to fix your shit next uh just go to the link in the description and enter and if you are really ambitious and motivated and willing to embrace hard things then there will be some ways for you to gain additional entries on the back end Guys, my name is Derek Fidel. Thank you again so much for listening to the entirety of this episode and keeping up with my show. Here is 100 episodes of Instagram Marketing Secrets now published, and I am out.